I guess, being a bit of a negative thinker, it was quite good and, and refreshing to go on there and see lots of positivity. And I decided that I wanted to be somebody that other people could see as positive and somebody that other people could see that there was a different way. Welcome to the Get Real About Business podcast, where we uncover the real deal about automation, getting leads, retargeting and sales funnels, you know, the stuff that'll actually make you money and doesn't empty your wallet. Get valuable, actionable information from me and other experts in the online marketing space, which will boost your business beyond its current boundaries. Prepare for some hot tips today. I'll be your host, Clive Maloney. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Get Real About Business podcast. Great to have you here again. Today, we're going to do something that I have been trying to do for absolutely ages. We're going to be talking about Instagram, and we've got a guest speaker. I've been at this person to come on and talk to you on the podcast around how to use Instagram, because she is absolutely kicking butt on Instagram. She's doing so, so well on Instagram, um, and I've learned so much from her. But look, I, this has taken a bit of persuading, so I'm really glad that she's finally agreed to come to the show. And actually. Um, it's my wife. It's Julie. So um, Julie Maloney, she's a, a life coach and business coach. So she's got her own coaching practice. I know that she is absolutely great at Instagram. So what I've done is I've got her to come on the show with you today. And I know that she's quite modest around what she actually achieves on Instagram. And the thing is, we've learned everything we have done around social media from some of the other top experts out there. But now Julie's at the stage where She's competing against many of those top experts for high ranking on Instagram in particular. And in many cases, she's doing better than some of the top people in this planet around what she's doing on Instagram. So, you know, I'm so pleased that we've got Julie on the show today. Um, We are going to be getting right into the detail. As you know, these episodes are all about education. I want to give you some stuff that you can practically do in your business. And today it's all about Instagram. And, and really, it's just a kind of a, a follow on from the last episode, because if you was there, the last episode, we were talking about inbound marketing. If you didn't check that out, go and do that. That's a really great episode. It's episode 12, that is. Uh, you can see that at getrealaboutbusiness.com forward slash 12. But, you know, whether you've done it or not, you're going to enjoy today's show because I'm going to be picking the brains out of Julie here. And what I've done as well, I've already recorded this as I speak to you now. I've taken a load of notes from the things that come up in our conversation together and the things that you should be doing for your Instagram. I've taken them and I've written them down and and I've done a cheat sheet for you. So what you can do is you can go and pick up that cheat sheet and I encourage you to do that. You can do it now, you can do it later. Go and pick up that cheat sheet where it's got all the the crib notes uh, of everything that Julie covers here and the list of things that you need to do. So what is a great thing to do is go through those notes and just check them off. Are you doing this? Are you doing that? Have you sorted this? Have you sorted that? Go and check those off. And if you want to get that cheat sheet, you just get them on my show notes page. You need to go to getrealaboutbusiness.com forward slash 13. So that's getrealaboutbusiness.com forward slash 13. Download the cheat sheet and then use that as a bit of a guide for the things that you need to do to get moving on Instagram. Before we get going, I, I should really explain, if, you've, if you don't know what Instagram is right now, you've probably been living in a cave somewhere. It's one of the biggest, most thriving social media platforms out there at the moment. It's based on posting 
pictures and images, so similar in a way to Pinterest, but it has its own differences. And it is owned by Facebook. There's plenty of opportunity there to, to be there as a marketer and as an entrepreneur to be influencing people and growing your tribe. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. So I'm not going to waste any more time. I just want to get straight into this. This is a great episode today. Great talk with Julie. So get that cheat sheet, pin your ears back. This is going to be really helpful. Here's Julie. Hey, Julie. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks, Clive. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good. Really good. I'm glad that we finally got you on this podcast because, you know, I've been going on at you for ages to come to this podcast and talk to me about Instagram. Yep, you have. <laughs> so, as you know, these podcasts are all designed to be educational. and I want to pick your brains today. So, you're up for that? Yep, definitely. So, there's loads of people using Instagram right now. You've been doing a lot of social media, haven't you? And yeah. you, you started out doing my social media, is that right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, t- tell me about that. I think you just didn't have the time to do it, really. So when I started out doing social media, I just did lots of learning, lots of courses, and then just started to connect with people, really. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I was really reluctant with social media, first of all, wasn't I? Yeah. You're more like uh, networking groups, face-to-face networking, yeah. rather than the distance social media. We have, it's just a different environment, really. Absolutely, absolutely. So I'm used to sort of putting on events and doing training courses and stuff. And as you know, I swore blindly I would never do social media. Yeah. Uh, you know, I couldn't see the point on going on Facebook or something like that and talking about um, like what I've had for dinner. And that seemed to me what social media was all about. But you've yeah. absolutely changed my mind. <laughs> you had a bit of a judgment there then, didn't you, Clive? <laughs> <laughs> I did a bit, didn't I? <laughs> and you know, to set the record straight here, I do do my own social media now, don't I, Yeah, Julie? you do. Yeah, <laughs> you do. And neither of us go on there and post about what we had for dinner. No, no. <laughs> oh, I ever have. <laughs> yeah, I think you'd probably check both our timelines and you wouldn't see anything like that, would you? <laughs> no. Excellent, excellent. Okay, so Instagram, obviously it's not the platform you started with. But why did you go over and start using Instagram? I don't know, to be honest. I have no idea why I started using it in the first place. But very quickly, I've begun to see that visuals, any sort of visual content was being absorbed really quickly on social media. And that was the type of content people wanted to see. Instagram being predominantly visual, I suppose that's what attracted me in the first place to it. And the other thing is, I suppose, is there's lots of motivational stuff on Instagram. Lots of motivational quotes, lots of positivity. And I guess being a bit of a negative thinker, it was quite good and, and refreshing to go on there and see lots of positivity. And I decided that I wanted to be somebody that other people could see as positive and somebody that other people could see that there was a different way. Ah, so that's interesting because as a life coach yourself, you're helping with other people with their success mindset. And you're admitting here you're a negative thinker. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's something that with, um, I think health and obviously things like that have impacted that a lot over my my life, really. So it's something that when I started coaching and personal development, it's something that I have been working on. It's I can't say that I've cracked it. It's still something that I continue to work on. Um, but it's certainly much more under control now and and I'm much more positive than I ever used to be well excellent so it sounds like that's one of the things that social media has done for you and Instagram that's made you step up I know that you've got a lot of strength out of that and obviously you're inspiring your own clients now 
Yeah, absolutely. I think being real on social media is really important. I think that if you go out there and just make out that you've got all your eyes, your, your T's crossed, T's crossed, and that everything's perfect, I think people can see through that. So for me, it's always been about being real, being somebody people can relate to. Really, I'm no different to anybody else, and and connecting with people on that level has really helped. Yeah, yeah. When we think about how we got to where we got now, I kind of I want to ask you about that and. You know, we, we started off in Kim Gar's script, didn't we? So yeah. um, Kim Garst, KimGarst.com. She's got her own program. We've learned a lot from Kim Garst. You then went on to connect with other people, particularly around Instagram. Tell me about some of those people. Uh, Julie Sue, uh, Jill McCarthy, uh, I'm in her group, and she's she has been a big inspiration for me. I think her message and the fact that she shares about social media and about mindset and what the different elements that make up a business are rather than just thinking it's just about going out there and sharing about social media when actually if you don't work on you, you don't work on your confidence, you don't work on your mindset, a lot of that doesn't have the same impact as it would do. Right, uh, okay. So Jilly Sue, Jilly Sue, Jill McCarthy, same person, different people? Same person. Same person. Jilly Sue is her username and who she goes by, Jill McCarthy is her, I guess, her, her real name, I yeah. guess. Um, and I think one thing that I took from her was around having a very clear colours and branding and things like that on Instagram so that if your your image comes up in somebody's feed they kind of automatically know without even re- looking at it reading it they know that who that person is excellent excellent okay Jill McCarthy she's a real influencer in Instagram mm-hmm. as is Kim Garst and obviously several other people Subi Zimmer as well Subi Zimmer yeah she's great isn't she yeah yeah, yeah. so I, I just want you to um, tell us a little bit about where you are with your success, because I know that Jenny Sue and Asubi Simmers are doing really, really well, but you've had a lot of success too. So tell me where you are on Instagram right now. I've got 16.3 thousand followers on Instagram and they, and I have people that comment daily that have been commenting regularly for probably six months to a year and connect with me personally and I communicate with those, those people and I guess seeing the same people come up that are liking your stuff, same people coming up that are commenting and telling me that they're looking forward to, to my post coming out, that I inspire them, that I make them see their day differently. That's a success in itself. Wow. So you've got over 16,000 Instagram followers. And I, I know a lot of people can go out there and there's there's tools that are coming out all the time and, and tools that are then breaking. And maybe I'll ask you about this in a bit but uh, tools that are are out there to help you grow your fan base. But these, for you, are all genuine fans for people who've connected with you rather than, you know, fans you've bought or, you know, what what sort of used an automated thing to to create. Is that right? Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And if you post an image on Instagram, what kind of reception would you get on that? I tend to get about 200 likes on each image that I I post. Probably about... 10 to 15 comments sometimes I get over 300 um, sometimes it's a little bit less than that but generally I get quite a lot of comments and I get a lot of likes yeah yeah so this is real engagement so I mean this is absolutely what I wanted you on the on the podcast because you really are kicking it and I'm doing a little bit on Instagram but I'm so so inconsistent on it and I, and I know that you keep saying to me like you've got to do it you've got to do it and you're right I've got to do it and you're certainly looking at you you're a huge inspiration to me Obviously, you know, my wife, love you loads. But in terms of just 
you're, what you're doing for your business at the moment. This is your single biggest source of traffic to your business. Is that right? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, fantastic, excellent. Okay, kind of heard a little bit about you and what you're doing on Instagram right now, but why should anybody get involved in Instagram? I think because Instagram is a source of inspiration. There's lots of like photographers on there. There's lots of bright colours. There's, I think, using it purely as a form of inspiration to inform your choices as to what you share is a good place to be. Uh, and I think the other thing is if your prospects are on Instagram, then you're best to go on somewhere that your prospects are. So if your prospects are in the age range that Instagram is, then there's, there's not really a better platform out there for it. So this is about fishing where the fishes are? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, Instagram work for everybody. Is it the right platform for every small business owner? I guess that's a tricky one, really. Um, if your prospects aren't on there, then you're best to be on a different social media platform. I think you're, it's good to have a presence on all the different platforms, but you want to focus on the ones that you feel that resonate with you and that your prospects are. That being said, I think it's a, it's a platform that's worth trying and seeing whether it works for you and what you do. One of the downsides with Instagram is that you have to you have to post manually, that even though the scheduling tool's out there, you still have to click on it, you still have to schedule it manually. And that can be a downside because you can't schedule a week's worth of content and then just leave it to run. But on the positive side, it makes you go into the, the app. It makes you engage with other people on a regular basis. And if you're prepared to do that, then I think, yeah, it can work for everybody. This is something people do an awful lot. Facebook, Twitter, you know, all those, uh, all the other platforms. Most people who are serious about social networking are stacking their content to go and then getting involved on a daily basis with conversations and things like that. What you're saying here is that kind of it's an advantage and disadvantage. The advantage being is it's actually making you behave in ways that are, are congruent with social media. We think about social media, what is it about? Most people use it in a way of broadcasting, but really social media is just about having conversations via the internet, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. About building relationships. And so if you want to build relationships, you've got to be there, you've got to be present, uh, you've got to be participant, not just broadcasting and shouting stuff at people. No dialogue. Yeah. And I think some people forget that. Yeah, yeah. Whilst there is this disadvantage, you can't stack things up to go, we have to remember that really this is about us behaving in ways on social media that work. And I want to ask you more about that in a minute, if that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Cool, cool. Um, okay, well, what we do know about Instagram is that it's highly visual. Yeah. So yes. I'm guessing it's probably going to be good for things, as you mentioned earlier, photographers, travel counsellors, people to do with holidays, food. Anything that's kind of visual, yeah? Yeah. Fitness experts and things like that are doing really well on, on Instagram as well because they can do fitness videos like clips. And again, it's obviously that they can relate that to food as well. So there's lots of different people out there that can really, really excel at the visual side of things. Right, right. Excellent, excellent. So what realistically can people expect from Instagram? I think realistically, you can expect to get leads from Instagram. I think if you're looking to get, now that the algorithm for Instagram has changed from what it was, it is that much harder to grow an account than when I very first started. It's it's harder to get that engagement when you start because of the fact that they show the posts in, in order of engagement, really, in your timeline. So the ones that people 
that they think people like and they're engaged with, they put them up to the top of the list, just like Facebook with their Facebook page algorithm. Yeah. That has changed, changed how people see things. Getting eyes on your posts is that much more difficult. So the growth is obviously going to be a little bit slower. But that said, if you're putting out good content, it's not necessarily the quantity that you're looking for. It's the quality of the followers. It's the quality of the engagement that is so much more important. Uh-huh. So I guess that when you're looking at what you can get from it, it's around what do you do? There's only one link on Instagram, so it's ultimately where you want to send people to to either build relationships with them to a free offer. It's a route to other things. Brilliant. It's interesting you mentioned the link there. I was going to ask you about that later, but let's just jump on that right now. So if you're on social media, like say Twitter or Facebook or whatever, you can post links all day, every day, can you? Yeah. And it can be a whole load of links to different product offerings, to blog posts, different things like that. Instagram, you get one link. That sucks, right? <laughs> yeah, but you can use that in, in, in different ways because you can put the post a link in the post, but they just can't click on it. If you put a link in the post, they can, co- they can copy and paste it into the area, or you can just say, click the link in my bio. It just means you have to change your link sort of fairly regularly. I think it also means that people go onto Instagram and they stay there. They're not being sent here, there, and everywhere. Whereas on Facebook, you know, you look at your feed, you get a link to somewhere, you go off to that somewhere, and then half an hour later you might come back because you got distracted and doing other things. So it keeps you on Instagram, it keeps you engaging with other people, which I think is a benefit. Yeah, yeah. And actually, I get that really, because if you look at the way that Facebook are going right now, Facebook are doing a lot to keep you on Facebook rather than disappearing off to a different website. So yeah. if you look at their like their paid traffic um, options, you can now fill in forms on Facebook rather than go to somebody's website to fill in a form as you know, a way of engaging with a business. Facebook understand that people want to stay on Facebook, whereas marketers been taking them to their website so if you can find a way of keeping them on that platform that's better and it's all you know it comes back to this whole thing about native advertisement yeah absolutely there's a lot of people doing social media uh clearly a lot of people get it wrong because i speak to people all the time and they're saying you know just like i'm doing it i'm doing it i'm doing it and i'm getting no response i'm getting a few likes and things like that but it's not getting me any business why I think, cause as you say, it's, it's people just think that they put the information out there and then all these people are going to come running or they, they look at different experts of what they're doing and they just try and copy what they're doing instead of trying to work out what's going to work out for them and what's going to work for their business. I think it is about engaging and connecting with people. And I guess, like you said about the, the social media scheduling tools that are out there that make it a bit more time efficient for us entrepreneurs where we've got all these different hats to wear. Yeah. They have a negative impact in the fact that people tend to think, I schedule my week loads of social media, I can forget about it then for a week. All these customers are going to come running and then they wonder why not. <laughs> so they just put it out there um, and they expect people to come run to them. It's, you know, it's yeah. silly when you think about it, but I guess I've been guilty of that. Um, you know, Stack me content and then forget to go back in and engage with people and respond to their comments and stuff and then just think right well why is the phone not ringing yeah. yeah and i think the thing is if you weren't going out to networking events and you weren't talking and doing training events people wouldn't see you yeah you've got to be where they are and ultimately i think with coaches in particular people don't necessarily think oh i want a coach they don't necessarily think i want a consultant 
they want more sales they want more business they want as for life coaching they want a better like better life they want more confidence they want less stress they want all of those things but they don't necessarily think oh well I'm going to go and hire a life coach now so part of what we do is about educating people as to how we can help them and what we can do and I think that applies to a lot of other businesses as well part of what we have to do is to educate how we can help people and why they should hire us because actually people see it as a little bit of a luxury when when you look at the cost of what we do is relatively small for the amount of money that we can bring in. I suppose something that's going to apply to all service providers in particular here yeah. is that ultimately a sale will only happen, will only take place when there's sufficient credibility and trust. People have got to believe that you are the answer to their problem. Mm-hmm. Um, as you say, sometimes, depending on what you do, if you're a coach or whatever, people may not think, I need a coach, but they do have a problem. And there's probably an element of educating people about the problem that they've got and how you can bridge the gap between having this problem and having it solved. Yeah. Um, so what you're suggesting here is that social media is a path to do that education. Yeah. And just like when you go to networking events, you stand up and you talk to people and you educate them like that. Yeah. Um, I think social media is the same. And I think that... There are so many so-called experts out there. It can be difficult to field out the people that aren't necessarily an expert. Everybody calls themselves an expert. I mean, how many times you've gone on Twitter and you go to a, a, a Twitter feed and says, I'm an expert in this and I'm an expert in that. I, I can get you Twitter followers. When actually they've only got about 600 followers. Yeah. Or I get a message from somebody saying, do you want more followers on Twitter? I can help you. And I go to their feed, they've got like a 1,000 and I've got 10,000, and I think and you've sent me a message to say you can help me with Twitter followers. Well, actually, I think you're not very good at it, or you just don't do what you're supposed to do. Yeah, you're not walking the talk. Yeah. And that doesn't give you a lot of confidence, does it? No. No, no. I've seen loads of times, every time you're on a particular platform, whether it's Twitter or Instagram, people saying, I'll get you loads of days, and they're not doing it. And so maybe there's a little bit here for anybody who's, who's using social media as part of their business, so you're a social media expert yourself, what you want to do is make sure that you're walking the talk there. People are looking at what you're doing on social media to work out whether you are a credible person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. I think it is about walking the talk. I think it's about being real, but I think it's about walking the talk as well. Yeah, yeah. So this is the difference between somebody just putting it out there that, you know, we're the best at this and we're the best at that, to somebody actually walking the talk engaging with people, offering valuable content, being useful, being helpful, showing that they are the expert. But what I want to do right now, if I with you, Julie, is I just want to go back and let's imagine that we've got somebody here that's new to Instagram. Okay, so yeah. everybody has to start somewhere. Where do they start? Give me a game plan for somebody new to Instagram. What do they do and how? Obviously, because to start with it is creating your account. I think carefully about your username because you kind of have two names. You have a username and a display name. Yeah. Think about what you're going to use and be consistent with the different platforms that you're on. So if you're on, like, as for me, like I'm on Twitter for Life Coach Julie. I'm on Instagram for like, well, almost a Twitter. I'm on Life Coach Julie M because Life Coach Julie was gone. <laughs> uh, so. But on Instagram, it's Life Coach Julie. Pinterest, it's Life Coach Julie. Everywhere else, it's Life Coach Julie. So being consistent so that people can find you 
if they're looking for you on a different platform. The username and the profile name is things that people can search for. So you want to think about what your prospect might search for, but also are they going to get a, a feel as to who you are? Yeah. And then it's obviously your bio. So making sure you've got a really good bio that tells people what they're going to see if they follow you. Okay, there's three things you mentioned there. Let me just get this right here. So your username, Yeah. you need to include something that's consistent across all your social media platforms. Yeah. And if you can't do that, like you couldn't do it, you couldn't have Life Coach Julie for uh, Twitter. You had Julie M or something, was it? Yeah, so it's just Life Coach Julie, but it's got an M on the end of it. Yeah, yeah. So I'll put the links up on, on, on the show notes page so that people can follow you if they want. Username needs to be consistent across all social media platforms. And your description, did you say, that has to be something that is searchable? Uh, the display name and the username are searchable. So it's the display name and the username are searchable. Yeah. Your bio, your description as to what you do and how you do it, or what you're going to share is not. Right. So people put in hashtags in their description, and actually it's just a waste of characters. The hashtag is a waste of a character because people can't search for your description. See, this is really interesting. So on your description, top tip here, on your description, don't put any hashtags in because it doesn't read well, does it? it? Hashtags, they don't read well. Uh, They have no functionality whatsoever in your description. No. The benefit of your description really is about telling people what you're about, telling people what they're going to find if they follow you. Yeah. And then a link to somewhere you can either build relationships, like for me, I send them to my Facebook group, or to a free offer that I've got out at the moment. So it's kind of where you want people to go if they want to connect with you further. Yeah. Um. That's kind of the most important things, really, and to include like emojis, make it fun, make it sort of visually appealing, because obviously Instagram is very much a visual platform. The next thing to think about is people put posts out on Instagram and they might put one or two hashtags on it. Rarely they'll get seen hashtags on Instagram. You, I, I tend to use probably 28. It's The maximum you can use is about 30 now. Yeah. Well, it's always been 30, but I think you need a lot of hashtags on Instagram because it is the only way you're going to get found by other people. Yeah, so really you want to be doing your best to max those hashtags out. Absolutely. And you put your hashtags in the post, aren't you? I put the hashtags in the comment box rather than the post. So I put the post out and then put a comment straight away afterwards with some hashtags in there. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I, put, I tend to put very relevant hashtags in the actual post, but I'll probably only put one or two in the actual post itself because if you put it in the comment box obviously if you can imagine you've got 30 hashtags that's quite a chunk of text if you put it in the comment box as soon as people start commenting that disappears people don't see that yeah whereas if you put it in your post it's going to be there yeah and it's a lot more so let's be really clear on this because it could be confusing i think and I, I, this is something it's a really good tip something i picked up with you basically when you do your hashtags so if you're going to post on Instagram, put a post up, you put your image up, and then you put a comment next to the image, rather than like a lot of people do, where you put your hashtags in that comment, you just post your comment um, as it would read like a normal message, and then you go in and comment on your own post with all the hashtags. Um, And so what this does then, it doesn't make the comment on your post look just full of hashtags and, and doesn't read well. But because Instagram recognises those hashtags 
in your comments, because other people can leave yeah. hashtags, currently in comments, then it's still searchable. And that way what you've got is a post that when people look at it, they don't see all the hashtags, but they're just seeing good content. Yeah. I think it's something to be aware of going forward is and I'm very aware of it, is to keep an eye on that because I would not be at all surprised at some point in the future that Instagram will change the rules and say that your hashtags needs to be in the post itself. Okay, we need to watch this space. So I think it's... I could be wrong, but I I think that could change. Because it used to be where... they, They used to do it where you could comment your hashtags and then you could delete that comment and put in another load of hashtags in. Yeah. And then go straight to the top of the the pile, so to speak. Oh, that changed. You can you can delete your hashtags and put new hashtags in, but you will still just jump in the normal, normal sort of. Okay, the sort of normal listing, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, 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 your position would be the same as whether you posted them early or you posted them late. Okay, so it's interesting because Instagram, owned by Facebook, isn't it? Yeah, owned by Facebook. Always looking at what people are doing and the little tricks that they're getting up to to rank higher. And Instagram, like Facebook, uh, are constantly looking at how they can get people to engage in a genuine fashion rather than cheat the system. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's it's something that I'm aware of and it's something that every now and again I just go and check on my hashtags that are in the comment box just to make sure that, that it is showing up in the feed. Okay. Because I think that that is something that could change. Right, right. So, what kind of content should we share? I think it's like any any social media platform, really. You want to think about different categories that you can share, like tips, videos, behind the scenes, if you want. It depends on what your your market is, really. If it's a photographer, obviously you want to you want to share things that are related to your business, but you don't want to share lots of sales posts and ultimately buy my stuff kind of things. Yeah. You want to be offering value to people either in an inspirational way or a motivational way. People have got to be seeing that they're getting value from following you. And I think the other thing to bear in mind is that a lot, and a lot of people forget, is that that comment box can add value too. Although, although Instagram is a visual platform and you've got to grab their attention visually, you can also inspire and motivate and share content in the description. Right. So this isn't just about putting up your image. This is about using your own comment to start off with. But I'm guessing you could also, when people start commenting, this is the time to jump on, have conversations, be be a valuable member, valuable participant on Instagram yeah. uh, by being helpful, asking questions, responding to that. Yeah, absolutely. So I think as well is like if you're starting out and you you haven't got any followers and you're literally just starting out, I think it's important to obviously think about your display name, your username, your bio. There's lots of little things you need to think about. Um, and one la- one other thing to think about is that people aren't going to just come running to your page. So you need to go out to other people's pages and look to see what they're doing, comment and like on their stuff so that you then start showing up in their feed, in their notifications, so they can come and look at you. Okay, perfect. You're getting on now to how you go about getting followers. Yeah. So just just quickly cover that for me, please. Yeah, I think to get followers is kind of you get in two ways. One will be via the hashtags that you share in your posts or by the the your username or profile name when people search for those. Yeah. The other way is about going out to other people that are either 
sharing similar stuff to you or they're in your target market so what hashtags your target market might be using and then going out and checking their feeds liking and engaging with their content and often people will like reciprocate with that and they'll come and check you out and they might follow you right excellent excellent okay so you can go and get followers but obviously we have to think about putting content out how often i found that um once a day works really well for me i thought i thought you were going to say like five six times a day i've kind of varied it i mean i, I post a maximum of twice a day i think that you can post more than that i, I wouldn't post more than three a day right so i would say it's a maximum of three um Depends, it say it kind of depends on your audience and what you've got to offer, and also the time you have available. You yeah. want to make sure that your posts are valuable; people are going to want to see it, and that means crafting a you know a good image, making sure your description gives value too. So you're better off having less posts and making them more valuable than three or four posts that don't offer okay. don't offer that much value. Yeah, yeah. If you can hear some noise in the background here, um, possibly you can't. It's my dog scratching beneath my desk. So, mate, stop scratching. Uh, we got a basset hound and he, he, he gets itchy. Bless him. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we're getting sidetracked here. So, um, in terms of how often, um, this is not as much as you might do, certainly on Twitter or Facebook. You're talking about one to three posts. Yeah. Um, and uh, going back to that thing about, like you said, about promotional posts, is it the 80 20 rule? 80% being good, useful, valuable content, you know, just general interest stuff, and 20% promotional? I think it's, I think it, for me, I post a lot less promotional stuff than I do for inspirational, motivational. So I think it's, it sways more on the 10 to 20. 10, 10 to, to 2. <laughs> <laughs> 10 to 20, 10 to 2, or even more than that. Because, again, I think if you just do too much of the, the sales posts, people aren't necessarily interested. And I think it's also about if you post more than once a day, don't post it all three at once. You know, there's nothing worse than seeing one post after another post after another post in your feed. They're all very, very similar. Okay, okay. So, like, 10 to 2, <laughs> that is... <laughs> That's the 80-20 role because... <laughs> no, but I mean, yeah, probably more... Yeah, I, just... I, I mean, if I look at my feed, you'll probably find one post about joining my group or one post about my my, my offerings or my programmes against probably 20 or 30 of images that that are ah. motivational. I post a lot less, but that said, what I do is in my description, I tend to say, if you're interested in joining my Facebook group, click on the link in my bio so I don't do it as a post very often I do it a little bit more of a subtle way so I'm I am telling people what I do because obviously if you just share about the inspiration and the motivation or your creativity or what you're up to and don't tell people what you're what you've actually got to offer for them you won't get any sales uh, okay so it's kind of yeah so a uh, couple of things here. Yeah, well, well that sounds... <laughs> no, I'm confusing it. Um, so that, that sounds to me, it's more like 5% of your posts are promotional. Um, so that's really, really, really tiny. And so you're very much focusing on just connecting with people and, and having engagement there. Yeah, and I focus on sharing what I do in my description as well so that 
you know, I say about clicking my link in my bio, right. or if you've got a blog, you can say go to your blog. Because again, that's offering value rather than just saying, go and buy my stuff. Great, great. So in terms of promotional posts, it'd be worth qualifying that. That is any time you ask someone to do something. So whether it's to buy something, which we all obviously would think about as a promotional post, but it is also, you know, come join my group. It's mm. download my ebook. Um, you know, if, even if you're giving something away for free, this should still be considered promotional because yeah. you're asking them to do something, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's really, really helpful. Thank you, Julie. We talked a little bit about some of the things that people should be doing if they're all, you know, if they're just getting going. So in that case, you need to sort out your username, your bio, you know, get a fun bio. You talk about emojis. So those are the little, you know, the, the funny character things, the smiley faces and the thumbs up and, yeah. you know, and cats and things like that. Little pictures of poos and all sorts <laughs> of things. And so we talked about a lot of different things, but let's, let's now think about those people who are already on social media um, and they've been working it for some time, but they're not getting anywhere. They're just putting content out and maybe their account's growing a little bit, but they've just got getting nowhere ri- with it. Where are they going wrong? What should they be looking at? I think often it is people a bit like you, really, and the fact that they're not consistent. I think that's the biggest reason that people don't see results is that they're not consistent. They think they are, but they're not. Yeah. And I think that's like anything. You've got to be consistent with it. You've got to be focusing on talking to people. If you don't talk to people, either by messaging them or content connect, commenting on their posts, connecting with them, the results you get will be much, much less. Yeah, yeah. And this is something I fundamentally understand. I'm not very good at following up on it. Um, and, and I swear, I swear, <laughs> Julie, I swear I'm going to be a lot better at moving forward. So, um, uh, you know, I, I hope, um, if any, you know, if you're listening to this right now, I, I, you know, I hope you're going to join both me and Julie uh, on Instagram and, and we'll have a chat there. But uh, what I do understand is that when it comes down to leads and prospects and, and um, you know, and getting more um, business, we have to be consistent with it. Yeah. Um, and I think it's about working out where social media fits into your bigger strategy rather than just seeing social media as it's just something you do and it's it, it's kind of a bit of fun and it's just connecting with people. You kind of have to relate it to all to your business strategy in the first place. Right, great. So let's talk about that. What can you do with social media? I mean, we've talked a lot about use it as a way of getting clients and you know, mm. client acquisition, and that's been primarily for you. Yeah. But I'm guessing this has also got um, quite a good potential for increasing your your brand awareness. Yeah, definitely. Because it's about sharing about who you are, what you do. Yeah, yeah. So what we have to remember is that actually using social media, whether it's Instagram or LinkedIn or whatever, this is a legitimate marketing activity, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I know I speak to a lot of um, small business owners and entrepreneurs and they they say, do you know what, I, I kind of know I should be on it, I also feel guilty when I'm on it because I feel like I should be doing something for my business. And I had this conversation with a guy called Mark very recently and he was saying, it kind of doesn't feel like proper business activity. What would you say to that? I think once you start seeing results from it, then you'll be much more motivated to do it. Yeah. I think it's when you, you whatever activity you're doing, it can take a while to build up 
momentum. It can take a while to get past the, like the hurdles. And often people lose faith in it, the fact that it's going to work because because they're not seeing the results. Once you start seeing results and you start seeing that people are ultimately going where you want them to go or they're buying, buying into you either by commenting and engaging and connecting or buying into you because they're hiring you, then you will start seeing it as a, a more of a legitimate business activity. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I get that. And maybe that was it um, mm. for my friend here. But you've got yeah. to kind of put in that effort first without those results because otherwise you won't get the results. Yeah, yeah. It goes back to that one word you mentioned, consistency. We're going to have to push through it. Yeah, and it doesn't happen overnight. Social media isn't something that happens overnight. As in, you know, you don't put, you, you don't suddenly create an account and the next week you've got thousands of followers or you've got people knocking at your door buying your products. It doesn't happen overnight on social media. It's a, it's a lot more of a slower burn. It's something that builds up over time. Your credibility builds up over time. The relationships build up over time. And that takes work and consistency when you're not necessarily seeing the results. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there's so much more I want to ask you about Instagram and I want to ask you about videos and everything as well. I know we don't have an awful lot of time right now. I, I'm looking for some top tips right now, Julie. We get, you know, we, we're going to have to, we're going to have to wrap up soon. I want to ask you about your ebook as well. There's so much more that we can talk about. For those people, it's not working for them. A consistency, you said, is, is one. Give me, a, give me another top tip. Instagram stories is quite big right now. So I think going on to is doing it, do a story on Instagram, which is a live video or posting a video on Instagram stories. I think that's quite huge. I think that's going to go big. So if you're not seeing results, then I would definitely try that. Instagram stories. And this is like the video thing on Instagram, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So I would definitely say that is probably one of the things that I would definitely try. The other thing is to look at your hashtags, making sure that the hashtags you're using are relevant to your audience and that you are seeing results. So rather than get too hung up on the numbers as to how many people are following you, how many people are liking, as far as the vanity of it, look and see whether the people that are following you are, are in your target market. You are going to get people that follow you that aren't, but you need to make sure that you get some people that are. Okay. So we've got space for 30 hashtags for each post. How do you know what hashtags to put in? Just There's a website you can go to, which is hashtagifyme. Okay, hashtagifyme. Hashtagify.me, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. That can give you some ideas on hashtags. It's more relevant to Twitter, but it gives you some ideas. The hashtags that are used on Instagram are kind of a little bit more out there, I think, than Twitter, you know, like Twitter is like personal, hashtag personal development is quite high. On on Twitter, it's almost like hashtag mum's life or something like that. It's a little bit, they have lot longer hashtags, which are almost sentences, some people. And it's just about going in and looking at what the Explore tab. So you look at those hashtags, what are they doing? How many people are, are using them? So could you go on to... Say, like, obviously you're a coach. Could you go on to a, another coach, or hopefully a successful coach, um, and see what hashtags they're using? Yeah. Is that one way to do yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. And click on the hashtag, because if you go through to the hashtag by clicking on it, at the top of the feed, it will show you Instagram's ideas of what other hashtags you can have. Oh, that's interesting. So if you click on a hashtag, you get other suggestions. Yeah. Top tip. Top tip. Love that. 
I didn't know that. Cool. Excellent. So that's why we're going to the show because <laughs> you're you are kicking butt on Instagram and nothing every minute there. Yeah. Yeah, I do like Instagram. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Okay, we've got to wrap up in a moment. Uh, but before we do, I want to ask you, how do people get in touch with you? And uh, you've also got an ebook, So tell me about that. They can get in touch with me by connecting with me on Instagram or Facebook uh, under Life Coach Julie. Right, Life Coach Julie. Yeah, or they can go to my website, which is www.lifecoachjulie.co.uk. Right. Uh, you can send me a message on there. And also, I think you're going to put in the link in the in the description to how they can get my ebook. Absolutely, yeah. So if you go to the show notes page at the end, I'll give the link in a bit. Go to show notes page, and I will give you the links for everything mentioned in today's podcast, um, from hashtag find me, contacts with Julie, Instagram, all, all kinds of things. Your ebook, what's that about? My ebook, I've kind of condensed it down to 15 top tips, really, as to to what you can do and how to do it. So, and it does seem a little a lot less confusing when you go down paper. <laughs> okay, so you've got to and look through the various different things that you need to do to set up and go. And I know you talk about your bio and bit, bits like that, and you cover it probably in a bit more detail than we've done today. Yeah. But it's not it's not a huge yeah, thing, is it? No, no, it's only it's this quite small book. It's, it talks about geotags and different things as well. Geotags. So there's oh, okay. like there is other information in there that we haven't talked about today. Oh, okay, so geotags, things like that. If you, if you want to find out more, then go pick up that ebook. Again, yeah. the link's in the show notes page. Look, Julie, just thank you. Thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you for coming on the podcast. I, you, know, you know, I've been at you for a while to do this. Um, and you just are such an inspiration. You're an inspiration to me for what you're doing on social media at the moment. And I started my business before you, didn't I? Yeah. I, you know, I've been coaching and training 25 years, I think, possibly more. You started up afterwards, and now you're teaching me around social media and Instagram and, and all that. <laughs> okay, so thanks very much, Julie. Thank you. Well, that was my lovely wife, Julie. And if you've not already connected with Julie, all the links are on the show notes page. To get to that, you need to go to getrealaboutbusiness.com forward slash 13. And all of the links from today's episode are, are there. So you, you can find Julie's Instagram account. You can join me on my Instagram account, on our groups, um, everything there. Go and check that out now. And it's really worth, whilst you're there, get the cheat sheet because what I've done is I've put it together in a fashion that's very much like crib notes and a checklist of the things that you need to do based on what Julie said today. So, uh, you know, hopefully you found it wildly, wildly useful. I know, you know, Julie's helped so many people with their Instagram accounts now. And, you know, it's great to see how people's accounts are literally taking off. If you put in practice what she said today, it should make an impact for you. So uh, so go and do that. Get a cheat sheet. Get realaboutbusiness.com forward slash 13. Let's just talk about next time. We're going to be coming back next week for another episode. And next time, what we're going to be talking about is scoring your leads. If you don't know what that's about, this is about looking at how you can get the most out of your time, energy and community by taking notice of where you are in the sales cycle with your clients and prospects. Scoring is probably something you might associate with a lot of direct sales teams, but solopreneurs, anybody running a service-based business, there's a lot of businesses out there who really, really benefit from putting some kind of scoring model into their business. It's one of the, the best things that you can do to make sure that you are focusing on the right relationships and that you are moving people through your sales funnel in a timely fashion. 
So make sure that you're here on the next episode for the Get Real About Business podcast where we're talking about scoring. That really is it for today. Look, it's been great sharing time with you. Thank you for being here and getting to the end. Um, so if you listen to this right now, I really appreciate you doing that. If you want to hang out with me more, come and join me on my Facebook group called Earning the Right. The link is in the show notes page. Ask me questions. Come hang about with me. Tell me what you thought of the show. And if you really love this show, or perhaps if you don't, do me a favor, just pop on iTunes and leave me a review. That would be really appreciated. Anyway, that really is it for me. Thank you for being here. Look forward to seeing you next time. Until then, I've been Clive Maloney. Here's to you and your highly successful business.